This is Hey Beautiful, the podcast where we binge and recap every episode of How I Met Your Mother. No spoilers. So suit up, grab a sandwich, and settle in. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good. It was so nice. We just uh, did a little chatting before mm. we had uh, the live stream and then just continued the conversation. It was so good just to to chat with you. Just to chat, just to chop it up. You're, it's, so, yeah. it's so true. Yeah, we just yeah. did our monthly live stream. And we remarked that it was, you know, glitch free, which was, I think... That's worthy of a celebration, so... It is, but then we kind of screwed ourselves because the computers were not our friends for a minute when we came on to actually tape the episode, but here we are. Here we are. So yeah, if you're wondering what we're talking about with the live stream, um, that has to do with becoming a supporter of our beautiful little podcast, and you can do that by becoming a patron on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually have two brand new patrons this week, Adam and Ellen. Yay! So welcome, and thank you so much um, for the love and support. Um, you know, it, we really... We love doing this, and it just means a lot that you show your support um, of the show in that way. Yeah, and um, thanks to everybody's support, we're able to do the show, not lose our minds, and do fun things like cookie giveaways. Like cookie giveaways, yeah. yeah. So, and you know, buying Barbies to Dunkin' Water and all these things we do for a, for your entertainment. That for is, your for the fans. Yeah, it's definitely not for us at all. Not for us at all. <laughs> like that hot dog toaster. <laughs> yeah. For the fans, for the fans, for the fans. So we really, for we really appreciate having having your support and your trust that we're going to buy silly things with that money that will give you some fun content yeah. to watch and listen to. And when you become a patron, you can have your legendary moment read out loud in its entirety. So stay tuned at the end of this episode to hear more legendary moments or legendary moments from patrons read in their entirety. I think most of our legendary moments come from patrons now. Yeah, but everybody's welcome to send one in. I mean, I really yeah. I really only cut them down considerably when we have like an overload yeah so chances are good that you'll that if your email is a a normal human length (laughs) that i'll try to read it that we'll try to read it if we don't have like an insane number of letters but everyone is welcome to send us an email hey beautiful podcast at gmail.com and tell us your legmo for any episode i mean if you know one from like season nine send it in but just make sure you put the name of the episode in yes. the subject line. Cause in that, the subjects that way. That way mama don't lose them. Thank you all for sending those in. Give me one second. I just want to check where we're at with reviews for our show. Because last episode. Oh, yeah. We were close to 100. We were close to 100. And I saw that we got three new ones. We are now at 98. So we're two wow. away. We're two away from, at least on the American yeah. um, app. We're two ratings away from 100 ratings on iTunes on Apple Podcasts. So if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts and you haven't written us a lovely five-star review yet, get on over there and do it. Yeah. Help us tip the scale. Get to 100. A lovely listener from the UK, I believe, left us a great five-star review, but made sure to call out our wonky audio in the beginning. But Listen. But listen, I actually appreciate that because then she said it gets better. And so I... Yeah. I hope people who who uh, start listening understand that we do eventually invest in some real technology so you guys yeah. don't have to, like, crank your volume up and then get blown out. Mm-hmm. This was, you know, <clears throat> we were just kind of, I mean, we're not, we're not going to quit our day jobs, but, like, we were just kind of feeling it out. We weren't going to put in the investment if it was going to right. just fall apart. Yeah, we were doing it, like, into our computers. I don't even think we had mics, really. Did we in the very beginning? I had, Jack had like a mic, but it didn't really work. Yeah, we did not, <laughs> it was, it so didn't go take great. that for what, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So thank you everybody who's been leaving us ratings and reviews in different countries too. We do see those reviews as well, but mm-hmm. um, if we can get at least two more Americans to rate us, that would be so awesome. This episode of Hey Beautiful is brought to you by our Patreon Almighty Five Level Members. 
Adam, Russell, Tish, Johnny, and Ben. Thanks to all of our patrons for their support of the show. And remember, our Patreon works on a sliding scale. You give what you can each month and you'll receive all the perks we offer. Join for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash heybeautifulpod. Oh my gosh, Caitlin. I'm so excited. Why? Because our cookie winners are starting to get their treats in the mail. <gasps> That's right. I know in our live stream, Beth had said something about the cookies and how they were so good. Beth and Clint were both on our yep. live stream. They both got their cookies from Rachel's Cookies and Treats. Um, some other folks have tagged me on Twitter and Instagram with their photos, tagging Rachel's Cookies and Treats. So congratulations to our five cookie contest winners. And thanks, as always, to our best sponsor in the entire world, Rachel's Cookies and Treats, for being amazing and delicious and so easy to promote. You can taste all the love that they put in mm -hmm. those small batches made with all real ingredients, no preservatives, made yep. by you know the women in this woman-owned business. It's family-owned and right. operated. Rachel's Cookies and Treats mm -hmm. is just a delight. And... They have a TikTok and it's really funny. It's so cute. I love it. The TikTok's great. The Instagram's great. Yep. Get some behind the scenes. It's awesome. And I just saw something I'm really excited about, which is their upcoming <sighs> seasonal cookie. They have oh. an apple cider cookie that they're now taking pre-orders for. And you know that I'm going to get some of those because they look like the Nona's Italian lemon cookies, but they taste like fall in New England, in your mouth. As someone who has had the seasonal Nona cookies, they are out of this world. So, friends, oh, you should definitely take advantage of the promo code to get you 25% off your offer. Get the apple cider cookies. They're limited. Um, get the ginger molasses cookies. Mm. Get some biscotti. Get the brownie. The and brownies. use that promo code all caps, H-B-F-A-M, H-B-F-A-M, to get you 25% off. You can use it more than once, which is just so incredibly generous. I, When does that happen? It never, never happens. What is this, Bed Bath & Beyond? Come on. <laughs> and I've seen that oh, a bunch of people have started ordering, too. We got an update from Rachel's Cookies and Treats that we got a bunch of new people sending in orders using our code so thank you to everybody who's doing that because that maybe they'll keep sponsoring us and we can keep uh sending out treats to you guys and, yeah. and running contests so that rachel's rachel's cookies and treats.com get 25 percent off your order with our code hbfam and they'll ship anywhere in the continental united states so get into it friends this is season four, episode 17, Woo! The Front Porch. It first aired on March 16th in 2009, and the writer is Chris Harris, who we know and love from OK Awesome, yes. Game Night, Mary <gasps> Paralegal. There are... Gorvi and the Toad, Arriva Dare Fiero, We're Not From Here, just so many. There are a lot. references to several of his episodes in this, both in the text and also in the costuming. Bridge! Bridge! But also in the costuming, and we will get there. We will get there. Yeah. Um, and so also we saw him last with Shelter Island, and we will see him again in the first third of season five. Um, and this is a special episode because it was actually directed by Rob Greenberg. Ooh. Not Pam Fryman. Interesting. Last saw him with Little Boys. We'll see him again next season with Robots vs. Wrestlers. Oh, my God. Robots vs. Wrestlers is already next season? <gasps> yeah. Oh, man, I do love season five. <clears throat> season five is good. I know. Mm, and that's such a great episode. This is such a great episode. Rob Greenberg. Killing Little it. Little Boys sucked, but. Yeah, you know. but this one. I say it's like such a it's maybe one of the best choreographed episodes because there's so much going on and like the layers yes. that I yeah. think the he does a great job directing it. I know Pam Fryman would have crushed it, too, but mm -hmm. hats off to Rob Greenberg, because I said specifically that this is this seems to be a very well directed episode. We open with a reminder from future Ted that we don't really need because <laughs> he's dating Karen. And how can we forget? 
Who could ever forget? Who could forget? And we see them show up to the bar and Karen is an insufferable douche. Yeah. Yeah. She just sucks. She asks Robin if her earrings are are real. And Robin looks a bit like taken aback. She looks proud, like a little bashful. Yeah. And they're like on display. Mm-hmm. Right. Her hair is tucked back. She's like, yes, yes, yeah, they are. Thank you. And Karen, <sighs> I didn't say I like them. And Ted's just kind of like, I know. Standing He's awkwardly. Oh, God. And then a flustered Robin says something about, well, I got a great deal on them. And then Karen makes it even worse by saying that she's sure the exploited diamond miners would give her a high five if he still had all her fingers. And she goes, but really pretty. Such a bitch. And then looks at Ted and tells him, like, to meet her up. I wrote upside. <laughs> Upsars. <laughs> Upstairs. We're combing yeah. upsars. And, and then Marshall just calls her a douche right in front of Ted. And Ted kind of flips out on him, like, you know what? Like, you don't get to say, fuck you, this is my life, I call shots, which, of course, is the cue for Karen to then tell him to just hurry up. Right. But, I mean, he's so he's so clearly out of control, right? I mean, we can all mm-hmm. see it. And it's just, it's crazy that you don't hear it when you're inside it, right? Like, because this is kind of like, spoiler alert, how he just can't see yeah. how awful she is to his friends. He just sees them being unfair to yeah. her, right? So he's yeah. just got the blindness. And I mean, we know he's still going through it, clearly, because he went yeah. way back for the rebound on this one. For sure. And and like Marshall puts it perfectly. He says, you know, we look at Karen and see a jerk. He looks at Karen and sees the first person to touch his wiener. and recites himself, <laughs> his mom, and his pediatrician. And NPH's face <clears throat> through this whole, like, line is just so good. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, but it's true, right? Or is it, right? Would you go back and date anyone? Never. In high school? As as Robin Sherbatsky would say, I would rather set myself on fire. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. But, I mean, Ted is, I mean, I would, I consider myself a hopeless romantic. But I think Ted has even more emotional endurance than I do. And she's beautiful and smart. And I think he just... <sighs> She's like at the level of of pretentious that he always wanted to get to, yeah. but sort of felt like he was faking it at. And so yeah. she's like she's like his Simon. Like there's no there's no rhyme or reason behind it. And he's way surpassed her as a person, but she he can't see that. Yeah, she's got her she's got her hooks in him, sadly. And I said that I think your best friend should get a vote, but only when it's bad. Like, it, they shouldn't be weighing in on your every relationship. But no. if there's a real problem that you're not seeing, they should have some say. Especially in this situation. Right. Karen's awful. She's awful. Awful and to it, him, awful to them. And it's like the sixth time. Yeah. So, yeah, everybody is over it. And Allison Hannigan is so pregnant in this episode. So pregnant. Holy cow. I don't know if this is the most pregnant we see her, but... That robe's not hiding much, <laughs> you know. Mm-mm. I love no. it. I love it. No, it's not. Robin's Robin's pretty pregnant too. Uh, Kobe's pretty pregnant yeah. too. Um, so Robin's heading off to work, of course, <laughs> at two a.m. Because that's this season is all about Robin, you know, leaving the bar to go to her job while everyone is tying one on, and uh, you know, she seems to have settled into the routine. And she's talking about how, you know, it's been like a month and the show's pretty good, right? And it becomes very clear that no one's seen the show, but Marshall and Lily try to lie about it. But then, of course... Barney's just like, no, there's, no I don't there's watch Barney. it. No. Never seen it. Just over and over again until yeah. everyone's on the same page. And Robin's really bummed out that they haven't watched it because, you know, she was on the brink of getting deported. Mm-hmm. And so she, like Ted, is kind of floundering and really wants them to be proud of her and accept this job. And, you know, it's that say there's like a parallel between them of them sort of just hanging on to the least common denominator just to like get by. Yep. And so Marshall decides as a good friend would that, you know, you guys come over to the apartment that they're literally never in and mm-hmm. we'll watch it, you know, at three 30 in the morning together in our pajamas, which sets up just such a, 
Such a lovely environment for, for all that happens coming up. So we finally see Lily and Marshall's apartment. I don't remember the last time that we were even in there. Maybe back when Robin came back from Tokyo and was crashing on she the was couch. Like eating the ice cream yeah. and drinking, pouring, pouring the beer and the ice cream. Enjoy her, Ted. She's in a really good place. <laughs> and, and Marshall has some excellent lines this episode. Um, you saying this was Chris Harris really made me realize how much I love him because... This one of, I hate Robin for not being more successful. successful. That's my legendary moment. I'm just going to say it now. It's so good. Let's talk about that line real quick because it just nails it. Because if she were more successful, she'd be on a show at a reasonable That's hour. right. That's right. And they wouldn't be doing this. We wouldn't have to be up this early. And he doesn't hate her. He just hates that she's not more successful. Yeah. And that's yeah. what he's angry about in this situation. I mean, he, he hates Robin. I hate Robin for not being more successful. True. <laughs> oh, God. And um, so Ted shows up without Karen, and if you know anything about Ted, he always brings the random skank. So we know something's up, and it turns out... And he looks like he's, like, almost, like, posh. No, like, he just looks like he's, like, he's full of, like, piss and vinegar already, yeah. even before anything happens. Right, exactly, that's true. He comes in hot, and um, he's been dumped. And, again, Marshall gets another great line of, I knew you were listening! <laughs> He shouts to the heavens. So yeah, everyone cheers. We cue or the credits start. I said cue the credits, I guess. <laughs> and we come back to Barney trying to calm everyone down and telling Ted just to tell them everything as he's like slowly backing out of the room so he doesn't have to hear any of it. <laughs> Which is so good. Just to change. And um Lily pats the couch and asks him how it happens, and he's like, Oh, so dumb. Which, of course, it was. And they were yeah. hanging out, you know, being funny. I hate the way he says that, Yeah, too. well, yeah, and they weren't being funny. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. It's a 2002 Chianti's line. Mm-hmm. And um, also, like, pillow fights suck. Chris once told Jack, I thought, I thought this was really wise advice, like, you shouldn't, like, <clears throat> fucking mess around and play fight because someone's going to take it more seriously than others, and they're going to use it to, like, let out some pent-up rage. Yeah. And like, like you talked about, <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so Karen finds Robin's diamond earring and we know it's Robin's because there's that whole big setup in the opening scene of her, you know, it was very prominently displayed and Karen like called it out. So Lily saw and, her, saw the move right there. Yeah. Right. Which is perfect. Diabolical. And so, you know, Karen knows it's Robin's and she thinks that it's because Ted slept with her. But of course, their roommates, it probably just got, you know, mixed in with the wash. And Karen says, why should I believe you? And like, you're in a, not just that she's cheated on him and Ted never has or anything like that, but like you're in a relationship with this person. If you can't trust them, why should you believe me? Because we're in a relationship. You should trust that. He's telling you the truth. I think it's 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 um, amazing to me at this point in my life how many in how many relationships that trust is optional. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really trust them, but I'm just going to stay with them and accuse them of things and be paranoid all the time. It's like, mm. what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. either stay with them and stop doing that or get out. Yeah, but what the fuck are you doing? Wasting your time. Wasting That's what. everybody's time. Mm -hmm. So true. And I also love Barney's, as as Ted comes in, Barney like exits the scene with the, would you maybe? And I love that whole. Yeah. That whole little bit he does is so great as he goes off to change. He's so good. I know. And, and so then we see Karen walk out and we cut back to the apartment as Barney walks in wearing... Just the most luxurious sleeping attire I've ever seen. Suit jammas. Suit jamma with a sleeping cravat. Now, this, if you if you know anything about the costuming of How I Met Your Mother, as I you guys know that I'm obsessed with, as soon as I saw that silver shirt, I knew what episode it came from and then was <gasps> repurposed into. Okay, awesome. Okay, awesome. That's yeah. right. Because women love, are attracted to, what was it, shiny things? Yeah. It's on his blog. So, yeah, that's that's Barney's okay, awesome shirt. I would 
I would swear to it in court that this is the shirt. It has the pockets and everything. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, where he's dancing with his cousin. <laughs> Sorry, we weren't supposed to talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's that was my, that's the okay, awesome shout out here. And it made me very happy. Barney has to look at it all the time on the off chance that some women might come to the door <laughs> looking to have sex with him, which is not only ridiculous, but it's a plot of an adult film per Lily. And that means that Lily likes watching porn with ladies. So that's another bisexuality. I love how Marshall snides its most ridiculous looking thing he's ever seen as he like literally like derobes and takes off his robe. And then we see his sexy, sexy fucking night shirt. Love a night shirt. It's the male moo I said. And I live for moo-moos in the summer. They're so nice. Tell me what's more comfortable than that. Literally nothing. No. I'm sad I only have like one. I need a lot more of them. I agree. I uh, support that purchase. (laughs) (laughs) The fans would too. The fans would too. I was just going (laughs) to say it. The fans would want you to have this. The fans would want you to have that. That's what Caitlin and I say when we try to talk each other out of (laughs) buying things. Like the fans would want you to have it. The fans would want you to be happy. (laughs) Um, anyway, so Marshall is wearing his nightgown, as Barney calls it. And then Barney's got all these jokes, you know, coming in with the Peter Pan joke, which you know I love because, you know, we love Peter Pan. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka. And then he just shouts something about Scrooge. (laughs) And Ted just kind of like nonchalantly walks out, goes to change. And then he finds Robin's other earring. Bum, 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 mm-hmm. in Lily and Marshall's bedroom. Right. So he brings it out and starts to mm-hmm. confront Marshall just as Rob, we see Robin's show just beginning. So, I, you know. We need to stop here because this is where the show just gets, this episode gets incredible. Uh-huh. It's, I think, one of the, one of the best choreographed episodes in the entire show. For sure. I mean... It is so funny. The entire, like, the the two layers of the, the plot, one of them completely silent. It's just, it's just so well it's so acted. Good. It's well directed. It's well written. Like, everything about it is so tight. Yeah, this is just, this is literally one of the best Himian moments. We have... Robin on mute on the TV while she has the most miraculous harrowing day at work that nobody is seeing because Lily and Ted are fighting in the living room. Going at it, yeah. But you never lose sight of everything that's happening just between them on mute. And even like the dialogue isn't really anything that moves the story along, right? you know? Yeah. It's it's just kind of... um, you can listen to it, but not really have to pay attention and know what's happening. And you can just totally focus on the TV that is perfectly centered and framed between the two of them. Yeah. And sometimes they let a moment hang so you can mm-hmm. see her like really think about it. Ted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. So, yeah. So we see Robin's show just start. Ted mutes it immediately <laughs> and starts screaming at Marshall. <sighs> but... Uh, Lily finally jumps in and admits that it was her. Face crack. Yep. Lily was behind the breakup. So <clears> then <throat> Robin, we're just, we're going to jump back and forth because everything that Robin does, I put in parentheses. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like happening in the background. So um, we see Robin, as her friends are completely ignoring her, we see Robin just holding up a photo of all of her friends together and like, Getting emotional on camera. I tried to do some lip reading and like there's something about like there they are or something like that and like something about support me. Oh, and she's like waving and no Mm -hmm. one is seeing any of it because everything has exploded. And so this is the first time we hear about the front porch test Mm -hmm. because Lily is adamant that she did this for his own good and she stays adamant about that. Right up until the end of the episode. Marshall and Lily have this thing called the front porch test, which it seems like they haven't clued Ted in about. Because they do this nod like, oh, hell yeah, Karen doesn't pass. But Ted's never heard of it. So it's something that they've been 
you know, quietly measuring women on behind Ted's back for mm-hmm. ever. But it makes sense to some degree because Marshall, Lily, and Ted are always going to be friends. You know, like he, it's his fault that he has such awesome best friends because now he needs to find a girl that's at that same caliber so they all have a good time together. But I can relate to Lily here because that's how I felt through the entire series with the mother. Like the closer we got to the end of the the series, yeah. the closer we got to finding the mother. It's like there's nobody that can fit in. I know. With this group. I know. Yeah, the front porch test gets harder and harder mm-hmm. as you get further into life. Really. Yeah. And um, so we get we get this flash this you know imaginary flash forward into what. Lily and Marshall see as their as their front porch. It's the three of them retired, drinking tea, playing bridge. Clearly, none of them know how to play bridge. Um, but we get Marshall going bridge and throwing his cards down like he did in game night. Poker. At poker, Yahtzee, all of them. So we know that um, Marshall, the gamesman, will, will continue. Mm-hmm. We have balding Marshall, adorable Lily in her little sweater and her little sweet swept back hair. And Ted just looks kind of creepy. He doesn't really look that much older. Mm-mm. He looks a little more turtley, and he has like serial <laughs> killer glasses on. And I, this is a line from How I Met Your Mother that I say a lot whenever I'm talking to an older person and sort of making fun of them. Of it's important to stay active because <laughs> they're going to need to take a class to learn how to play bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. This is the front porch. And if they, if the girl that Ted is with can't pass the test of sitting there with them, then she's not worth it. And we see what might happen if Karen made it to the front porch. And and I personally think Karen is even better older. Oh, this is when I'm like, okay. Right? All right. I don't, I don't hate Karen here. I don't hate Laura Prepon. That water is a toxic death trap. I love the way she don't delivers that. Don't read a book that. or anything. Don't read a book or anything. So fucking good. I guess I guess the chemical runoff hasn't rotted out their blowholes yet. From this elitist beachfront property, she says. So. And then I love Marshall and Lily. Like, I'm going to go take a dip. Take a dip. And you see at one point, when, when Kara says, don't read a book or anything, Marshall and Lily, like, grip hands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love them together like that and like when they're mean. It's so, it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so basically Lily's like, this is the bar that you set when you be, when this union was formed is that you would need to find someone who lives up to our awesomeness. So mm-hmm. no, I don't give a shit that I broke up you and Karen. In the background, <laughs> we have um, Robin on a cooking show. Oh my God. And... You know, the TV is right in the center and the chef leans over and his <laughs> sleeve catches fire and he's waving it around and around and around. Robin comes running in with the fire extinguisher. Yeah. Okay. We've talked about this before. Oh my Fire's God. cooking. But did you have any? I literally just got a cold sweat <laughs> thinking about it. Um, yeah. Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin was not involved, but she was there. <laughs> And she was not helpful when no, was not. my sister and I and my friends on my bachelorette weekend almost burned a million dollar house down. Um, not on purpose. And we weren't not doing anything purpose. weird. The grill fucked up and the flames. were. They like hadn't cleaned the high. grill. It yeah. was really, really dirty. Yeah. Full of grease. And then my sister threw a full pound of a full thick, pound thick of cut bacon, bacon onto it. <laughs> What and I day. had just gone to the shower and I was yelling out, is anyone snapping this? <laughs> fucking bitch. So, yeah, that, that definitely gave me throwback. But, yeah, this is a moment when, you know, Lily says, really think about it, Ted. And so mm-hmm. it gives us that moment to just focus on Robin. And the arm and waving the arm around waving. and the fire. Like, like a chef would do if he was on fire, you know. <laughs> Stunt people... They learn like very specific moves. I've been watching a lot of Buffy, <laughs> and like everyone who gets in fights like does this like oh like this thing with their really head. yeah. So it's like I think that's like if your arms on fire, make it as crazy as possible. You know. <laughs> Do that again. Oh, that. <laughs> I know. They like stumble oh back God. and they're like whoa. You know. I can see it. Right. Oh my God. Right. 
But it's only in like certain shows like Power Rangers. Yes. I feel like it's the same sort of It's probably like movie. 90s, 90s Yeah, I wonder guys. if it like evolved as like time. Like, Bitch, oh I don't my know. god, I can see it. What I do know is that every vampire in Sunnydale know somehow knows kung fu. So that's fine. Um so then we oh get my into god. sorry, I just like can't stop laughing because I know exactly. Yeah, that was such a good impression. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, <gasps> okay, sorry. so now it's time for Stinson versus Erickson, the case of the nightshirt. If you want to take us through that, yeah. So Barney gets another joke about uh, Marshall's nightshirt, and Marshall starts to list why it is so good. And we have five reasons. So one, you don't need to wear anything underneath. And I love <laughs> Ted goes, uh, which I can vouch for, cross your legs, buddy. Mm-hmm. And then Lily says it's sexy. Or no, sorry, Marshall says it's sexy. And Lily says, I can vouch for that. Uncross your legs, buddy. buddy. And I love buddy. I love the way she's, yeah. She's so I cute. Just, with her she's eyebrows. really adorable there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, third reason, his grandpa Olaf wore one and lived to 107. I'm not sure how that really correlates, but okay. Healthy. Just healthy. Just healthy? Okay. Healthy to There's let no stuff breathe. There's no judgmental pink marks around his Thanksgiving belly from a waistband. I love that. And the most important, number five, it's the most freest, most wonderful feeling. Like he's flying as he goes off to bed. And then we see him like swimming through the air, flying, happy, weightless, and with a heart full of joy. Meanwhile, Barney has to lie perfectly still so he doesn't <laughs> wrinkle the suit jamma. Now, apparently, the flying through the air over the city is a big Lebowski reference. Yes, he's on like a magic carpet. I finally watched that movie on for the, the first time. What did you think? Right. Yeah. It was good. It's fine. I mean, John Goodman's in it, so I like yeah, him. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. <laughs> it's He's just, amazing. I think it's just one of, it seems to me like it's one of those movies that boyfriends make their girlfriends watch, right? It's one of those movies. Yeah. And since I haven't had a boyfriend since my boyfriend made me watch The Matrix, um, I don't really watch those movies, but I do love John Goodman. So Chris made Jack watch The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my fucking case. Get Up New York has moved on to weather. <laughs> so the weatherman has a heart attack while doing the news report. And you see him like grip his arm and flail on. And he rips the fucking green <laughs> the screen. screen. <sighs> the camera switches views and you see this like depressing studio with this like little like green screen with this giant tear and a man on the ground. <laughs> and Robin rushes to his aid. And she's got like this singed blazer on from while, the cooking, from the cooking show. Yeah, <laughs> while performing CPR. So funny. Meanwhile, Lily is confessing to having broken Ted up six times. Like in college when she planted the Creed CD, she dresses up as Darth Vader. Oh my God. Um, and then we see Robin is interviewing like this super <laughs> pregnant lady. And you already know what's coming because she's already like. <sighs> And you don't see an actively pregnant woman on TV unless she's about to, in Robin's words, drop a shorty. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not a thing. Exactly. And she gives birth to this, like, frighteningly slack <laughs> human child. It's like animatronic, though, right? Like, she's, like, shaking with her. And it's like, uh, oh, it's so gross looking. Oh, well, that's um, and that's coming up. I mean, this is, like, the the... the the crescendo of the fucking yeah. episode that just kills me every time. This might oh. be one of the funniest things on this show. This this scene here. Lily promises that she might have broken him up, but it was never with anyone who would have been the mother of his children. Mm-hmm. Like Stella or Victoria. Well, what about Robin? Mm-hmm. And then they have this like back and forth. What's the movie? Um... Is it a few good men? I think so. I had it's either a few good men, officer, and a gentleman. I feel like there were, it was a few good men. Liz says it was a few good. Thanks, men. Liz. How do you but know like, that I, movie? You don't know those any movies, movies. I feel like are the same in my mind. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, with Jack Nicholson. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson, a few good men, and good Lily movie. and 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 Ted are screaming back at each other, <laughs> and and Lily tells him that you know 
that she might not have agreed with what he did, but she saved him from a, a really crappy and probably very expensive first marriage. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, like you and I can attest that it's not such a bad thing. That's right. And I think this is another face crack. Lily broke up Robin and Ted. Yeah. But that takes a backseat to <laughs> Robin lifting this this child up and just crying. She's just like looking at the camera, looking at the baby crying. Just and it's crying. Just like, oh my God. Just the, the climax of both of the storylines happening just fucking kills me. Ted just is like, I can't believe this. And he goes to get another drink. Now, okay. So is this is Friday. Like they're going to have to go to work. See, that's I just assumed that all of them took the day off. That's what I assumed too. But the, and I was also wondering, did they just stay up or did they go to sleep and then wake and then up? Wake early? up, yeah. It's hard because three o'clock I would be wishy washy. Two I would stay up, but four o'clock I would definitely sleep. sleep. So three thirty, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I just feel like they've just sort of kept the party going. Yeah, and um. So Barney has stolen a nightshirt or was gifted a nightshirt by Marshall because Marshall totally lawyered him into believing that nightshirts are the shit. They're standing over the heating vent, really just luxuriating their balls. And Robin comes in. She like teleports back. She like teleports, right? Because it happens so fast. She comes in the door with the singes and all the other junk all over her. She's like glowing and jubilant. She's just so happy and she's so glad that that was the one that they watched. And of course they didn't. And um, Ted tells her what happened that Lily broke them up. And Robin doesn't understand because, I mean, we all know what happened, right? They Mm -hmm. had this very mature conversation and then came to the conclusion we figured themselves. But it just goes to show you how sophisticated Lily's breakup skills got over time. Uh, and of course, and, and what I what I wrote down was that this was the most mature breakup we ever saw Ted had. Of course Lily was behind it. Right? Like he's never had a had such a had such an adult breakup. So Lily said she didn't want to actually break them up. All she was trying to do at that point, it was still manipulating. Mm-hmm. And I might understand why people, this is an episode where people are like, I hate Lily and this is why. But she was like, you guys wouldn't talk about your problems. I mean, everybody saw them coming a mile away and you guys just refused to deal with them. So all yeah. I wanted to do was give you some conversation topics. So then we see her asking these questions that become their breakup conversation. The main one, you know, where do I want to be in five years? And she has Tokyo, to tell right. She has to tell them where they're going to be. Probably want to be married. Probably yeah, want to be they married. They won't. There's Ted's. Both of their heads were so in the clouds and just like enjoying the chemistry. It. Yeah, and the timing. But they refused mm-hmm. to look at the compatibility. So mm-hmm. Lily saw the Lily saw the the brick wall coming. And she also saw what the front porch would have looked like if Robin and Ted had never broken up. Um, and we see them sitting there, childless Ted and miserable Robin. And they're just both resentful, mm-hmm. completely resentful. And Robin wins at bridge. So Marshall vetoes this version of the front porch. I literally like, well, I definitely don't like that. I don't like that scenario at all. <laughs> So she says, Lily says, like, I didn't want to break you up. I just wanted you to talk about things. And Ted's fucking angry. And then we see, you know, Barney and Marshall run off to the bedroom to take their their nightshirts for a test drive. And, you know, Robin starts to be upset at Lily. But then Lily has a good point for her, too, that if if Ted and Robin had stayed together and had an ugly breakup... Ted would have gotten Lily in the breakup and she and Robin never would have become best friends. Mm-hmm. And they cry and cling to each other. Right. And Ted's like, stop, fucking stop it. This is craziness. But it's right. But I don't know. What do you think? Should Lily have meddled? If it had been the only time she had done it, then I would 
have agreed with it mm. because it would just been her like you know i see them come from two different angles maybe they can come to some something together but th- this is co- gonna come to a head and it's gonna be ugly and we're all friends yeah like maybe and maybe i would say maybe she would have talked to robin but at that point she was closer to ted mm-hmm. i feel like I she know. probably did try to talk to ted though and i yeah i agree that it's sort of she she moved she herself a, into a into a position and got way too comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. Of I am in charge power. of this. I am in charge of his relationships. It's a very codependent thing. So no, don't do this to your friends. But she did save the friend the the friend group. Yeah, it was a means to an end. That's <sighs> life is gray area, guys. But no, mm-hmm. don't do this to people. Have a, do have a frank conversation where you just say, have you guys, you know, have you guys talked about how different you are? Because this is, this is a nightmare waiting to happen. Yeah. And, you know, and, and Ted's really resentful. He's like, you got lucky. You met someone, you know, your first week of college. Fair. But that doesn't, that doesn't make you God. That doesn't give you the right, right to pass judgment and to actively interfere and he's he's completely right lily did the wrong thing but i'm glad she did it same yeah those two things can be true marshall and barney are snuggled up in bed together and barney's kind of like curled into him sounds like (laughs) a little boy talking to marshall so you're this comfy every night and lily still has sex with you (laughs) and marshall's like yeah dude like that's what marriage is all about like you do whatever you want and she'll still have sex with you when you feel like you fucked up she'll tell you everything's okay yeah and it's just like he just tells him like this dreamy little story about marriage as he drifts off to sleep and then we see Barney and Marshall flying free together through the streets of Manhattan. So sweet. And I love Marshall's sometimes when you're married. It's yeah. just like so sweet. It's just, it really is. And then, but in that moment, and this is what I was talking about when we watched the Stinsons, that Barney does kind of want that yeah. kind of married, settled love. I mean, he acts like he doesn't, but he does. He does. It sounds like a, a a comfy little dream to him to yeah. like let down all this fucking bullshit and just be a person. Meanwhile, Lily goes to see Karen and she confesses everything. Mm. She told her about how she planned the earring and broke them up. And to make up for it, she plans a very romantic meal upstairs for the two of them. And she writes this apology note. So Ted, you know, goes in and sees, you know, Karen waiting there for him and and uh, it's so sweet. But then Karen totally fucks it up by mm-hmm. saying that even using the specially ordered low bar she already uses to judge his friends, this is, like, really bad. And she's sorry, but obviously they can't see each other again. And Ted then does his own front porch test. And then he realizes that he, even he doesn't want to be on the porch with Karen. So it doesn't matter what his friends think of his girlfriend, but it matters what his girlfriend thinks of his friends. Right, because in his front porch test... Mm-hmm. Marshall and Lily aren't there because he's, you know, Karen. he's let him let Karen call the shots and he ends up finding out that Marshall died from her in the fucking newspaper. Yeah. And that's it's really sad. Yeah. That's not the front porch kind of life that Ted is after. And I love um, Karen gives Ted this note from Lily and in it, it says like how she explained everything. She's really <laughs> sorry. And it doesn't matter who he chooses for a wife because they're going to be awesome anyway. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my favorite part is PS. Sorry. The envelope was already open. I, I had just... to read what she wrote. Marshall. <laughs> so good. He's such a it sweet. Really is. But I want to know. Okay. So Lily made beef pot pie, homemade mac and cheese, Oof. homemade buttermilk biscuits. What of that would Karen have eaten? Yeah, exactly. None of it. None. none. Of it. I'm sure none of it. So she probably had to know that Karen, right? Like, because I feel like that's passive aggressive to, right? To make a meal she wouldn't eat. Or is, did she just know that Ted would come to his senses? Oh, I don't know. Or it could have been the third of like, this is. I'm just trying really hard. I I don't know how how diabolical she was still getting at that point, but I know that the juxtaposition of Karen's reaction with Lily's note, just the note, mm-hmm. was enough for Ted to to think more broadly and 
that's a, something that this show does so well is it and Craig and Carter have said this before that you know the characters know they're in a story sometimes mm-hmm. and you can feel that so it's like they're able to think 40 years down the line and and see what it could be and actually let that sort of mm-hmm. vision impact their what their choices are which is it's just so great and it would be nice if people in real life did that more often, you know, if they right? could, if they had that ability to, to look and see what the bigger, the bigger picture was. Ted goes upstairs by himself mm-hmm. and Robin's there up and getting ready for work. Of course, I love her poppy PJs. Mm-hmm. She was the only one we didn't see in pajamas yet. So now we've seen Robin's pajamas too. It's like another uh, late uh, night, late night um, piece of the episode. And they finally talk about their relationship, which was what Lily always wanted them to do. And, you know, they have they have a couple little like almost moments here of would we still be dating? Maybe we should get back together. They don't say that, but they're kind of they seem to be sort of dancing around it. Right. Um, and, you know, and they hug and they almost kiss at one point. But the most the sweetest part is, you know, when they do the thing that I think a lot of single people do of. You know, if we get to this certain age and neither of us are married, let's be each other's backup, right? Um, and I don't know. I just thought it was really, it was really sweet. I'm glad they didn't kiss because it does almost feel like things are going to start up again for a second there. They so it seems like they're going to be friends and that they have this this bet for down the road just in case. But until then, they're going to part ways and and live their lives the way that they. They wanted to and, and, you know, work towards those five-year plans that they had. And then <laughs> at the very <laughs> end, we see Barney and his nightshirt back in the fortress of Barnitude. And, and he's, like, asleep. He's asleep, like, probably drooling. Blanket's a mess. He's a mess. And he goes to the door, and it's actually a hot girl in a sports bra. Mm-hmm. She just takes one look at him, at his raggedy ass, and says, never mind. <laughs> and Barney curses Marshall. Roll credits. So what did you think of the front porch? I like it. it yeah. Because I do this. Do you do this? Right? Like, I, yeah. we have friends. And what, <clears throat> what Lily says is, like, think about us. Like, think, really think about it. Right, because they have a rare thing where Ted is friends with Lily, Ted is friends with Marshall, Ted is friends with Lily and Marshall. Like it's very rare to find a couple friend that like that. Right. And that you can be comfortable with. Yeah. And have like comfortable silence and companionship. We have one of those and they're so far away. They're so far away. But yeah, there are, I think there are front porch buddies because that's exactly right. Like Liz and Casey are really good friends and they've been friends like forever because they went to college together. They weren't really friends then, but afterwards. And then Sarah and I clicked right away. Like she's like you and me, like just that same sense Love of humor. So much. She's the fucking best. But then also I have things in common with Casey and Liz mm-hmm. has things in common with Sarah and it's just... So it's okay for you guys to hang out. And eventually we will live in the same fucking zip code. I'm gunning for it. Casey retires in like, what, 10 years? So what? Kids can move. What, do they got roots? Come on. Come on. (laughs) We're going to make the front porch happen. Don't you want to live with them? I mean, yes, but... But what? (gasps) It's just too complicated. It won't have to be complicated. Don't worry. No, it doesn't need to be. It's front porch. Sarah and Simple. I will handle it. It's fine. You and Casey just go where we say. Anyway, so yeah, we we definitely have a, a front porch couple. You and Chris are also welcome on our front porch, as oh, of thanks, course, girl. of course. But Same as as far as like the the four way thing, yeah, of it's really not, bonding. Those are rare. They're so rare. They're really <clears throat> rare. Yeah. So hold on to your front porch friends and think about the front porch when you're making new friends or bringing new people into your relationship. Cause it's true. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck up the vibe, man. Don't fuck up the vibe. 
All right, let's get into these legendary moments. Remember we used to have like two? Yeah, and now we have over 10 like every single week. Consistently. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, thanks, friend. Yeah. All right, so remember, patrons get theirs read in their entirety. Mm-hmm. All right. And y'all are really testing this. Oh, how <laughs> about it? All right, like, for example, David. <laughs> Oh, David. One of our cookie winners. Congrats, David. One of our cookie winners, yes. (laughs) So first off, I absolutely adore this episode. To me, it's a perfect episode of Himyam, taking place mostly over one night, but also with tons of flashbacks and hypothetical flash forwards, Mm -hmm. so uniquely Himyam. First ledge mo is that maybe because I've always been faithful to you... Well, you've cheated on me like six times, bitch. (laughs) And the gang's reaction, because I so, so wanted it to be real, just like them. Second legmo is, come on, get up, New York. I know it isn't the first time it's been mentioned, but this is the peak of that show within a show. First off, the name is hilarious. They know it's so early that get up isn't enough. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's like pleading. I love it. And this specific episode is peak television. How does the show not get a huge boost in ratings after this one? Also, Robin is a complete queen for doing everything the show puts her through. Third is Marshall being a complete king with his nightshirt and even convincing Barney to get in on it. <laughs> also, Marshall, stop making me feel depressed for not being ma- married. Oh, Get yourself a nightshirt. It'll help, I promise. Yeah. Anti-Ledgemo to Lily for her meddling, though. Mm. While Karen was trash, she really overstepped the bounds of being a good friend. Yep. Hilarious, but still. Also, why did she take the the other one of Robin's earrings. It is amazing that she was able to do such skillful meddling while also dealing with everything leading up to her wedding, though. So I guess also a legmo as well. You go, Lily? <laughs> and another legmo to Ted and Robin having that gourmet dinner breakfast. I love Ted, Robin. Yeah. Sorry for so, so much in this one, but I love this episode so much. That's all right. Thanks, we David. Thanks, David. Whew, I need some water. <laughs> the next one's from Summer, and Summer says, My legendary moment has to be the B-plot on this one. Barney's jokes. Is that the B-plot or is that the C-plot? What do we think? I don't even know. Where does Robin fall? Is she part of the A-plot? We don't know. This show is so complex. That's tricky. Right? So, anyway, Summer says, Barney's mm. jokes about the nightdress Oh, me, I'll go again. No one else? Okay, I'll go. Come on, guys. I'm carrying the team. Just the whole back and forth between Ted, Lily, and Marshall. I love it. Thanks, Summer. Next up, we have Matthew. And Matthew writes, I have a minor and a major legendary moment for the front porch. The minor moment is Marshall's line, douche is sugarcoating it. Such a perfect way to describe Karen's awfulness. And that's douche, not douche, Ted. (laughs) My major moment is the framing of all the chaos that happens on Robin's show in the background while the Karen breakup plot occurs. You get the drama of the breakup argument cut with the wonderful comedic nonsense that happens on the TV. Excellent balance in my humble opinion. Amen. As always, thanks for all you do. Hey Beautiful makes a perfect, enjoyable counterpoint to the work I'm doing at my new job. And the podcast often helps me see things in new and different ways, which I always find valuable. Stay beautiful and awesome. Thank you, Matthew. That's Thank so you, Matthew. nice. Yeah. And yeah, the the Robin line, the Robin plot is like the it like cuts through the drama. So I mean, because the the Lily and Ted conversation isn't very funny. Like he's very upset no. with her. So yeah, they did a really great job at uh, sort of cooling down the the drama on that with with Robin's with Kobe Smulders' excellent excellent acting on that. She's so good. So good. Uh, okay, so next up is Emma. Uh, hey, K&K. It's been a minute since I've submitted, but I've still been listening along. My legendary moment is Robin's disaster show. Lily and Ted are fighting, busy, are fighting busy, and Robin's in the background putting our fires, putting out fires and delivering a baby. I love how this show in general always adds a comedic layer to conflict between characters to remind us it's still a sitcom. And MPH is not only the master... Not the only master of physical comedy. That's right. Um, then she goes on to have a little uh, continuity spoiler alert, which I won't read out loud, but you're right, Emma. And then she says, I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Emma. All right. Next, we have Jordan. 
And Jordan says, hey, y'all, it's Jordan. Oof, I've been waiting for this episode, y'all. Love and hate this episode. Mm. I don't know if this is unpopular or not, but this episode is what makes Lily my least favorite of the main five. See, I knew it. Mm-hmm. When she left Marshall, yes, I was mad, but I understood her, and it definitely didn't make me hate her. But this episode, I think she is so manipulative, and even though Ted has some horrible, questionable girlfriends, I don't think she ever had a right to interfere with his love life. It was never about him, in my opinion. It was about who she couldn't stand and wanted mm. out of all their lives. Like she said, it was about who she wanted on the front porch. I don't know. Something about what she did irks me, but you know, nicest girl in the world, salt of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I I can definitely see that yeah, that's because fair. I think that is those are yeah it's fair completely fair anyway sorry for the lengthy rant but other than Lily I actually love this episode lol I th- uh, laughing laughing I think it's so that's it laughing I think it's so funny like Robin delivering a fucking baby in the back <laughs> and I hate Robin for not being more successful but my legmo I have no idea why but I quote this so often. No, you're the 2002 Kiandis. Again, I don't know why, but I crack up every time at that scene and say it quite often. P.S. I love hearing the quotes that you guys and all the other listeners love slash quote the most. It's so interesting and fun to hear everyone's favorite parts. Anyway, sending love. Jordan. And then Jordan told us that uh, her pronouns are she, her. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Appreciate that for sure. Oh, and also, so glad y'all posted my review. Okay, I'm done. Yes, thank you, Jordan. We appreciate it. Uh, Next up is our buddy Tish. And Tish says, hey, K&K, I said this before, but honestly, with the rewatch I'm doing for the podcast, I'm catching so many background things. I love the sign in the bar that says spitting on sidewalk prohibited. There's a local diner in my town that has that same picture. The small background scenes we get in Rob, of Robin's show is amazing. I adore Robin's poppy PJs. That's right. Hey. That's an iconic uh, Himium costume moment. My legendary moment has to go to the subtleties of this episode, but specifically how when the flashback shows how Barney sleeps in suit pajamas, he sleeps in a perfect position, but when he's in the nightshirt, his bed is a total mess. Regards, Tish. (gasps) Do you know what I just realized? Barney isn't on any of those front porches. How sad. He probably Mm. just like rolls up once in a while. Yeah, with a he bottle just of visits. scotch and a girl. And they're fine with that. Yes, they're fine and with that. he's fine with that. That's what they want. Right, because, I mean, they're talking about it right in front of him. Yeah. So he doesn't give a shit. All right. Okay. Next up is Zamin. Hi, Kate and Caitlin. Loved hearing my legmo read on the podcast. Way too cool. Just wanted to clarify in the pronunciation of my name. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very important. Phonetically, it's spelled Zamin. The Z-E is pronounced Z like duh with a Z. Perfect. Alternatively, I'm cool with just Z too. Yeah, but we can learn also, your name. pronouns, he, him, his. Yeah, definitely can learn your pronouns. So men. And how you say your name. Yeah, absolutely. Any, and so please let me know if it's still not correct. Mm-hmm. Anyways, my legmo for this week is Robin's amazing background acting. I especially loved her tearing up, tearing up as she was talking about the gang and her face when she delivered that baby. <laughs> Best of all, no one saw any of it. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Robin's lack of success has always been a great comedic point of this show. And come on, Get Up New York has some of the best material. Totally left this out from my last email because I was stressing about keeping it as short as I could. But this podcast has really helped me get through 2020 and has made all the shitty stuff just that much more tolerable. It has also been a great companion doing our super long drives to and from work. And it's really reinvigorated my love for the show. I really wanted to thank you guys for making my days a little brighter. And I can't wait for future episodes. Stay beautiful. Best, Zubin. Thank you so much. That's so nice. Zubin. Thank you. And we learned a new name. Okay, next up is... That was really sweet. That was really sweet. Uh, Jeff says, Hi, K&K. My legmo for this episode has to be Barney, pretending to be interested in Ted's breakup as he edged out of the room. NPH's <laughs> delivery is perfect. I also think Lily was in the wrong. I don't think you have the right to break up your friend's relationship just because they're dating a douche. P- best, Jeff. P.S. Those Rachel's molasses cookies are delicious. I told you! Listen, I will never steer you wrong on a snack, and neither will Caitlin. Next, we have another cookie winner, Clint. Yay! Clint, let us know how you like those cookies. Uh, Clint writes, hey, ladies, this is one of my favorite episodes ever, and I enjoyed watching it once again to see the way it played out. From Ted's What I Should Have Said to his and Robin's dinner slash breakfast, 
Dinfest. <laughs> it's just so beautifully constructed. My ledge mode has to be the episode of Come On, Wake Up, New York that plays while the rest of the gang argue over Li- Lily's interference in Ted's relationship. I'm a sucker for a show within a show scenarios, and I would give good money to hear the audio on Kawoot. I can't even say it, but it's C O W U N Y for Come On, Wake Up, New York. Oh, yeah. Woody? Cowany? Cowany? The crowning moment, pun intended, of Robin delivering the baby while pregnant. <laughs> IRL, Allison sits in front of the screen is an amazing shot. Right? Anyways, Just three pregnant ladies in a row. Good catch, Clint. Yeah, right? I love it. Anyways, time to slip on my nightshirt and float above the city <laughs> like the dude. Later. Thanks, Clint. Yeah, he always puts such effort into his emails. I love that. I know. Props to him. All right, next up is Sam P. Soapbox moment. I have never understood San Francisco. A moment in which I understood her actions completely and only blame her for the way she treated Marshall throughout. Being the thing anti-Lily folks gravitate to when saying Lily is awful. While I don't reside in that camp, episodes like this and the credit card debt episode show far more legitimate flaws in Lily's character. That's true. Manipulation on this level is not appeal is appealing, to be honest. I understand that she did what she thought was right for Ted. She did it out of love for him. He wasn't listening and he wasn't going to do anything about these relationships on his own for a while. I understand her feeling that direct action was necessary. However, it's dishonest and considerate and doesn't solve the problem long term anyway. I know she genuinely fixes things at the end of the episode, but it's hard to look at her positively when watching this episode. It's true. I will say, though, that thanks to many rewatches and input from y'all's perspectives, I appreciate Lily a lot more now. Her positives far outweigh the negatives by the time the show is over, in my opinion. She's so dedicated to her friends, smart, won't take shit from anyone, and still finds a way to be loose and fun. I just really wish she wouldn't be so controlling sometimes. Yeah, that's right. Everybody has their flaws, right? (laughs) Um, And lastly, anyway, sorry for the long email. My legendary moment is Marshall and Barty hanging out. Neil and Jason's playful chemistry always popped off the screen, especially in bloopers, and I can never get enough Big Lebowski references. Thanks, Sam. And our last legendary moment for uh, for this podcast, for the front porch, comes from Beth. Beth writes, hey, K&K, I have time to send a legendary moment this episode. There are oh so many fantastic moments of this episode. However, I just love the fact that we get to experience everything Robin does on Come On, Get Up New York in the background, (laughs) yet without sound. It is just so funny to me. Yet how did she get back to Lily and Marshall's apartment so soon after the news ended? Is the studio that close to their place? It's in her basement. It's in, it's in, you know what? Come On, Get get Up New York would be in Doa Satripla. It, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like in the basement of the sewage treatment plant. Oh, God. <laughs> Honorary mentions are the suit jamas, the nightshirt flying dream, and bridge. What a good episode. Thanks for the fantastic show, always, and the cookies. Beth. Yay. Well, congrats, Beth. You are Beth. so welcome. Thanks for entering the contest. All right, Caitlin, what is your legendary moment from the front porch? I I had a couple of different ones. Um, <clears throat> so I wrote down the first watch. I did this another, this is another three watch one because I was just nothing else to do. So I watched it one more time. Yeah. So immediately it was the weatherman having a heart attack. (laughs) It's a good one. Yeah. And then it was, um, P.S. The envelope was already open. So sweet. I had to read what she wrote, Marshall. And then it was, I hate Robin for not being more successful. So I guess it should really maybe be Marshall because he's two out of the three, but I just. Great lines. I, yeah, I hate Robin for not being more successful. Just catches me off guard every time and just makes me crack up. So I just love it. It's a good one. Uh, For me, it's definitely the climax of you can't handle the truth and Robin delivering the baby and crying like that. I love Robin's like cry face. Yeah, she's just so amazed and stunned. So yeah, she's like, like, she's just so it's it, it reminds me of like, any of like the movies or shows you watch of like someone birthing a baby <laughs> and how they're just like so overcome with emotion. Yeah, it's very serious. Like, they can't even believe it and they're just like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. You know? She did an amazing job. It was perfectly acted by Ted and Lily and Robin. It was well written. It was perfectly directed. It's just such such a an iconic moment in this show. So 
I got to give it to the to the baby being born on mute. Like, go back and just look at that baby, though. It's real. It's creepy. creepy. I wonder how much they paid to use that weird prop baby. Because it did need it couldn't just be like swaddle. It had to be like visceral. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? and they couldn't use like a three month old baby like maybe they typically. No, it had to would. be like a full alien. It was so perfect. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for Old King Clancy. Oh. So make sure to send us your legendary moments to heybeautifulpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to put in the subject old king clancy so that we can find it and read it out loud on the show um thank you so much to rachel's cookies and treats for being our sponsor don't forget to head over to their website i am doing that as soon as we wrap up recording i've got my tab open and i've already got in mind the cookies i want to place the order i want to place if you love this recap please leave us an apple podcast review we are so close to 100 we need two more help us get there And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher so you never miss a recap. We hope you'll come back next episode. Because it's going to be legend. Wait for it. This has been Hey Beautiful with your hosts, Kate Gorton and Caitlin Turner. Our intro-outro music is by Owl All. Owl All.